Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Just hanging in there. Hanging in there. I yep. am the same. I am dragging backside today. What are you grilling this summer? Wow. I have, uh, you know, I. it's a good question. It's traditional stuff, but I've been... I in the I've been more in the kitchen doing different things this this season. This is my office and my beat laboratory. I've I've perfected at least in my opinion Thai basil is amazing. Whoa. I have yeah I'm I've you're got, talking about like the like we get from our Thai restaurant like mm-hmm, the yep the beef and basil and all well that. yeah so Not I've just done Thai it. basil by itself. So Thai basil is what it's called and then you add a protein mm-hmm. uh, and so Thai basil is the sauce. And and that's okay. the, that's the it's, it's a, also a plant like a basil plant Thai basil yeah but okay. it's again that traditionally if you go to a Thai restaurant and see a see a menu item Thai basil it it refers to like okay. this garlicky fish sauce blah 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 nice. it's awesome it's awesome and with rice and then you typically add a protein. Uh, we're going to cook that this Friday, actually. Got some friends coming over, and my buddy wants to learn how to make it. So I said, well, we'll cook for our wives. So you show up, and we'll do it. So that's that's what uh, – and then the other night I did, I spent a long dollar, which I shouldn't have done, at our Kroger and got some king crab legs. And I steamed those, and they didn't taste great. So I will not be doing that again. I was mm. a little disappointed. But I'd been watching them in the freezer section uh, – or in the seafood, but they were frozen since Father's Day. And I was like, if they mark these down, I'm gonna get some. And they did a little bit, not terribly, because yeah. you know, still, it's not been, been that long. And well, by the time this airs, you'll be like, what? That was too long. But anyways, <laughs> at that time, it wasn't that long. So I tried that, and it just, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. I looked for live lobster the other day. Remember when we used to get live lobster? Yeah, there's Meyer? no tanks in town anymore. Mm-mm, couldn't find it, so I was a little disappointed about that. Anyways, what about you? Uh, what are we grilling lately? We're just getting like random stuff from our farm share, uh, meat wise. So we've been enjoying that. Just really good meat. We had bacon uh, for Fourth of July from there, mm. and it was like meaty. Mm. You know how b- bacon airs yeah. on the side of either like really fatty, uh, which is delicious, or yeah. like almost like a pork chop level yeah. of proteiny, meaty instead of fatty. Yeah, these were like that, just really mm. meaty, delicious. Want some bacon? No, man. I don't eat pork. I just don't dig on swine, that's all. Why not? Pigs are filthy animals. I don't eat filthy animals. Yeah, but bacon tastes good. So on this delicious, meaty food thing, mm-hmm. my wife and I have started to watch like diners, drive-in, dives, that sort yeah. of thing. All the you know, Guy Fieri, Fieri, whatever his name is. And they were in Pigeon Ford, Sevierville area, Tennessee. Yeah. And they did a few of these things. They went to a trout farm where they caught trout. And then they had it cooked right there, which is what I love to do at the ocean. And I thought, oh, my goodness, we need to go do that. And I looked at my wife. I go, why have we never done this? And she goes, because every time we've been in Pigeon Forge, you're like, let's get up to them. Because we usually rent a cabin or something. You're like, I'm, I hate it. I, it's like yeah. 
you know, it's like, uh, I don't even know. It's like a county fair on steroids. Like. It's way far. too overstimulating. But he did all these different things, and I was like, oh, I got to try that. They made a knife. They went to a place and they, like, forged their own knives, and I was like, oh, amazing. Like, I was like, oh, I got to do that. I got to go out of railroad ties. The guy gets railroad ties, and he teaches people how to forge a knife. That's I'm like, I want to do that. I got to do that. So I'm going to go bonding. catch trout, and I'm going to go forge a knife. You can do it! Let's go forge knives. And then my wife is like, well, maybe we could do that for our, you know, because we got a vacation coming up, a little time off. And she goes, maybe we could do that for a vacation. I was like, nah, I want to go to the beach. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm a beach guy. I love the beach. You'll have fun. Uh, all right. We uh, are sponsored by Jewel Financial. You can learn more about our firm at Jewel, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com, especially our wealth development program. If you're out there with a complex situation... You're looking for some guidance? Please do inquire and hit us up. We'd love to communicate with you. All right, we got a unique question today from Joe. Joe, what do you got? DIY! Hey, Quinn Daniel and Logan. This is Joe from Richmond, Virginia. I have a very broad question about solar energy. I've recently been thinking about purchasing solar panels for my house. Um, I only plan to be there about five years, but I'm also considering renting it after I'm gone. I know there's a lot of different factors in play here, but I'm curious if you guys think of solar panels as an investment and if you think it's a worthwhile one. So let me know your thoughts. I know it's very broad, but anyways, I hope you can help. I love the show. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks. Okay, this is a great question because I have been on this trajectory of exploring solar for a while now. In fact, a gal in our office, her and her husband have had it, uh, been on a, a zero you know, utility bill world for the last couple of years. In fact, I think they've got pretty significant credits built up. State of Kentucky is one of those states. I don't think that's an every state thing, but state of Kentucky is one of those areas where you can build up credits. They don't pay you per se, but they allow you to use the credits to offset future bills potentially. So let me tell you what I found out. Now, your situation, Joe, is going to be a little unique because I think from a rental aspect, I mean, again, even if you move in five years, usually tenants pay their utility bill. So I don't know what benefit you personally would get unless you you know, said, hey, utilities are included and you added that to the rent maybe. I don't know. That's, Jack up that rent. Yeah, but then somebody's, I don't know. I don't know how that would look. I, I would have to, I'd be hard-pressed to do that. But I know for us, we are have been considering solar. I think we will do it. I think we will ultimately do it. And here's what I've settled on and why. So the first time I looked at it, I got three different quotes. I got a national, a regional, and a local. And they were, I'm not going to lie, all over the map. They weren't even close. It was it was ridiculous how far apart they were. And there was a variety of reasons. There's a lot of product on the marketplace. I'll tell you that. There's a lot of different products, and uh, there's some standard stuff. I won't mention names, but you can do your own due diligence. And I wanted to make sure that the products we got, that the, that the distributor or the company using that we were going to use was using legitimate products that we felt comfortable with. And they had kind of done the proper measurements and et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, so on and so forth. Now, when we first got quotes, interest rates were ridiculously low. And what they would sell us on, what their marketing pitch was, is your payment, quote, payment, 
is going to be about the same price as your utility bill. However, when it's paid for, and oh, by the way, that payment's locked in, when it's paid for, you'll never have a utility bill again. The problem, Joe, is I wasn't going to finance it. I was going to write a check. And so when I said to the uh, individual who was sharing that whole kind of presentation with me, I said, well, but I'm going to lose money on my investments if I take out of the market and I buy this. And I tried to run the math for him. This was a mistake. I tried not, listen, not everybody's, you know, great at math. And so I said, look, if I take X number of dollars out of the market and I, I put this in here, yeah, I don't have a utility bill. And let's say that I, you know, basically now I'm getting that money back. I'm not, you know, spending that. So that return is X and that return is not very good. Like that doesn't make much sense. And he quite couldn't understand that. So I went back to the drawing board and I said, this doesn't make sense. And all the quotes I kept getting uh, just didn't make sense, especially with the 30% tax credit. Then I talked to more people and I found out that, I had at least one, and in sometimes, in some cases, two batteries included in the quote. Now, I know if people out there are listening to this, you're like, well, yeah, wouldn't you need a battery? Well, here's the interesting thing. When you have solar and the power goes out, like the grid, if you don't have a battery, your power goes out. You're like, wait a second, you have solar. Why? If it's sunny, why would your power go out? Because you are still tied into the grid, and if they needed to do work on your line or the line near your house, and you had power... Now, this is not true if somebody's out in the middle of nowhere and you're not connected to the grid at all. But if you're connected to the grid, if your house is traditionally connected to the grid, they shut you off. Like, you're, you're like, disconnected. And the reason is, is it's a safety issue. So they don't want anybody working on a line if they're near your house and you still are backfeeding power to the grid, and you kill somebody, right? So that's the way I understand it. Somebody can be like, no, Quint, that's not true. That's the way I understand it. So what traditionally happens is is that you put it to a battery, and then you can operate off that battery. So you are still using. Now, that begs a question. How do you are then not backfilling? I don't understand that, but whatever. That's my understanding. So I always said, well, I'll get the battery back up. I'll get the batteries. The batteries are what end up kind of pushing you over that, that price. And so the people I've communicated with have not gotten batteries. And they've said, yeah, but for the time period that we're out of power, it's so small that it's it's kind of irrelevant. It's it's not we're not using this to to be a a power backup like if the power goes out, we're using this to just not have a utility bill. And I said, "Well, that's interesting." And and you know, we're on natural gas where we live, so we could always get a generator if we needed to and if the power went out, we could have use the generator. So there's some solutions. End of the end of the day, I started running it without the battery. 30% tax credit. It makes now much more sense, much, much more sense. In addition, what I'd like to do is if we put the solar on, I'd like to get a plug-in hybrid, not a complete plug-in because I drive too much, but a plug-in hybrid that could then tie into that. And I basically, for most of my driving, don't have a utility bill or don't have an automobile gas bill. 
That's what I'm looking at. It makes sense to me. I ran the numbers. I ran it buying it, not financing it. Uh, and it made sense financially to me. What say you, Dan? You can do it! Yeah, so I think what's interesting about this question is you're talking about sort of making a purchase but also viewing it as an asset or an investment. And what I liked about the example that you walked through is it's exactly how if we had uh, a client come in in that scenario with a financial plan, how we would run through that. So we would take a look at a plan, and this goes for anything, solar panels, vacation home, RV, whatever you know somebody wants to put into their plan and especially if they use it as the language of it's an investment uh, maybe it's an investment in your quality of life maybe it's a legitimate investment like a rental house or a vacation property that you're going to airbnb or whatever but what we would do is we would look at your plan and obviously you're going to have to take that money from somewhere so that's either going to be your cash flow from your salary you're going to finance it and then pay the payments out of your cash flow from salary, or you're going to take it from legitimately other investments. And so we have to put those in the plan. And if you're selling down other investments, we have to do exactly what you did, which a lot of people forget about and go, what's the uh, lost opportunity cost that you're you're now giving up by not having that in an S&P 500 fund or some other investments, things like that. And you're shifting it over here to that, you know, to an investment like solar panels. There has to be some level of then cash flow from that investment. So whether it's solar panels or a vacation home or something like that, what makes it an investment is cash flow. Now with solar panels, that cash flow can come from savings and utilities, things like that, whatever the case may be. But the cash flow is what creates an investment. If it doesn't have cash flow, then it's a more of a speculation than an investment. Think art, wine, things of that nature. Uh, could be property that you buy, land, something like that. If, if it doesn't generate any type of cash flow, gold, things like that. Those are all speculations. But when we use the term investment, it's important to realize there's some level of cash flow uh, attached to that. If you're giving it up on one end and you're investing it somewhere else, you just have to run the numbers to make sure it fits in your plan. What we would do is run an entire plan, put that in as a goal, and then uh, see how that fits and see what that does to your 5, 10, and 20-year sort of long-term time horizon. What I would caution you or anyone out there, there's probably a lot of people out there thinking about this, don't let them run that math for you. They're going to tell you how many hundreds of thousands of dollars you're going to save. The pro the holes I poked in that was, number one, I was using money. I was not financing it. So I was losing an opportunity on the money I was making uh, or could be making over time. Real money. The minute I said that to that individual, because most people aren't financed or most people aren't writing a check. And so he was like, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. And I was like, okay, well, it makes sense to me, and I got to decide on, on that. And I decided against it. The second thing is the idea that utility bills will perpetually go higher. Ideally, uh, and it's easy to say, well, think about it in the future. I mean, utilities only going up. I've heard that, right? Well, guess what? Natural gas has only gone down. I don't care what people have told me over the years natural gas has gone lower. So if you use natural gas as a, a source of heating, it's gone down over the years. I remember getting into this business and people telling us that a, a barrel of oil would be $500 by now. Well, it's not. Okay. So, and they didn't have any idea about fracking at the time. My point is, is that there's new technology, there's new things coming down the pike that that may cap or even reduce energy costs across the board. So the idea that utility costs are going to go up, you know, 10, 12% or whatever the rate is they project. I backed it off to the 
to the general inflation rate. I use 3%. So I, I basically said, and I think even that might be aggressive, but I, I personally said, okay, my utility bill is going to go up 3% a year. This is why. And I used that in my calculation. So I would caution you, run your own calculation. If you got a question on it, reach out to somebody else and say, hey, run these numbers, help me look at these numbers, and then make a wise financial decision. Thank you, Joe. That's a great question. I think we'll get more of those questions as time goes on. I think that's the direction we're going. Ultimately, as technology improves, those costs are going to come down, and we're probably all going to be using solar or some capacity thereof uh, to power our homes and drive around, et cetera. So great question. All right, friends, remember the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one thanks for listening to this episode of the show if you want content delivered to you regularly be sure to follow us on instagram at diy.money and if you want your questions aired on the show be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 amazon gift card This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.